coming up. Are the Aaron Judge cutaways too much? Is Shohei Otani the true MVP? And is Justin Verlander going to win the Cy Young Award once again? Discussing all that with Sully Baseball on today's Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter. At Creator Thomas24 from my personal account, or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. As always, Sully Baseball's hopping on the pod for Mondays with Millard, so let's get into it. With the season wrapping up, we can take a look at who deserves the awards with only a handful of games left to play. And I give a pass to the son of one former Yankee MVP, but not to another Yankee former MVP. Did that sentence make sense? I don't know. Neither do you. This is a Locked On MLB, Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, the Locked On MLB, Locked On Diamondbacks crossover for the third day of October 2022. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Look down there. Just call me Sully. Much easier to remember that. I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer. That's impressive. But I've also been podcasting for baseball for well over a decade. And guess what? We are just three days away from the end of the regular season, which would be my fourth as the host of the Lockdown MLB podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. But I do not do this show alone. On Mondays, right there, look at my Brady Bunch box. Look at that good-looking face. Look at that. Put a diaper on that face. Look at that baby face. That beard doesn't fool you. But uh, Miller Thomas of Locked on Diamondbacks joins me, and here we are to talk a little bit about the game. Hey, Miller, where do people follow you? Hey, you can follow me on Twitter, my personal account, CreatorThomas24 on there. You can follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram, Locked on Diamondbacks. Just look it up on the search, you know, a little search bar, those platforms. We're also on YouTube, Locked on Diamondbacks on there as well. And, of course, we're on all your podcasting platforms. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown and Will Be Pods. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And of course, follow us on all your podcasting catchers and on the YouTubes. Uh, the the games ended on Sunday, and uh, it is still a tie for the American League record for home runs in a single season. And that belongs to Aaron Judge and Roger Maris. So uh, it's funny. He, he is at a little bit of a home run drought. He didn't hit a home run against Boston. 
He didn't hit a home run this weekend, series, which everyone on the planet, after, you know, it looked like he had home run at will against Pittsburgh. He's hit one home run in the past couple of weeks, the the one that tied Maris up in um, at, in Toronto. But two series at Yankee Stadium, and now the Yankees go on the road. So if he is indeed going to pass Maris, uh, it's going to be uh, a road game. Where were the oh I gotta check where the Yankees are gonna be in Texas. Okay, he's gonna hit a home run there because it's one it's Texas, it's the Texas pitching staff. It's easy. I hit four home runs this year in Texas. Wow. But um it's you know, but it isn't outrageous to think that maybe, just maybe he doesn't hit a home run in the three game set. And then after all this, uh Maris would still co-hold the record of most home runs part of me wants that to happen because there's definitely a combination of things that's happening right now i think aaron judge is definitely pressing a little bit because he knows he wants that record it's like steph curry last year when he was chasing the three-point record if you look at like his percentages and his three-point makes up until the record he was starting to be like really off and really not steph curry has same thing happening with aaron judge he was on this great home run pace the whole season the last couple weeks he's not on that same pace i think he's pressing a little bit at the play and also you just look at how pitchers are pitching to him i know connor newcomb of lockdown orioles likes point out every Aaron Judge strikeout on Twitter but also if you look at Aaron Judge's OBP over the last couple weeks his OBP over his last 12 games is like 570 over his last six games it's like above 600 so even though he still might be striking out there's still a ton of walks in between that as well so right now just a combination of things for Judge during this home run chase is he pressing too much yes they're also pitching to him differently but I think the funniest thing right now is probably like when you watch the college football Saturdays all the cutaways to Aaron Judge every time he's up at the plate College football fans are not happy, Sully. They're not a big fan of all the Aaron Judge cutaways during his at-bats because I guess baseball is still not very cool in the eyes of football fans right now. Oh, cry me a river. Oh, you know, ESPN would cover football in the middle of the World Series, all right? Just you know, deal with it, all right? Um, here's uh, here's uh, what I hear people complaining about how the pitchers are pitching to Aaron Judge. Um, maybe, just consider this, maybe some of those pitchers – want to get Aaron Judge out or don't want to surrender a home run. Mm -hmm. You ever think that maybe some of these pitchers are pitching for their job next year and kind of don't want to see their ERA go up? You ever think that some of them might be taking, hmm, this guy's hit a bunch of home runs. Maybe I should pitch around him. Maybe I shouldn't try to let him beat me. And it's not the pitcher's job to be the green goblin and throwing a pumpkin up there for Aaron Judge to hit out of the ballpark. Like, they just played Baltimore. Baltimore's trying to finish above 500. Mm -hmm. Psychologically, what that means for that team to, to, after all these 100 lost seasons, to turn a corner and finish this year with a winning season, which a grand total of nobody thought was going to happen this year, that some people thought they were going to improve, maybe like a 75-win team, because some of those players were certainly percolating in their system. But... To, to finish this year with a winning record means a lot to the Orioles, you know, especially when you're trying to build on that as a foundation. And maybe for some of these Orioles players to be playing in the pressure cooker with all the cut-ins to the game, they know their eyeballs are going to be on them. Maybe, I know this is an outlandish thought, maybe one of them doesn't want to be immortalized as the guy who coughs up the home run to Roger Maris. I'm sorry, to Aaron, to Aaron Judge. Whoops. Um, yeah, I mean, I... It's a strange thing that some of these players 
are actually trying to win the baseball games they're playing in. And that also is going to be true when they go to Arlington starting tomorrow, where a lot of players there, the Rangers stink, but some of them are going to be playing and thinking, all right, I'm, I'm on the spotlight is on me now. And maybe just maybe it'll be good for my career to pitch well right now. Yeah, because there seems to be this negative connotation uh, against the pitchers for pitching around Aaron Judge at this point in the season, which I don't get. But maybe if you are like a franchise like the Pittsburgh Pirates and you know you're out of it at this time of the year and you're going against New York Yankees, hey, maybe you do want to give up a meatball to Aaron Judge. And like you say, be immortalized, be in the record books, and at least be known for something this season. You know? I don't think people want to be remembered for that. I don't uh, know. I mean, maybe. I mean, I guess it's not a great dishonor to be the person to cough up the home run, but maybe there's an no, ain't going to be me. Not going to be me. If you're a guy who's like, you know what? I'm probably not going to have a very long major league career anyway. At least I'm going to be the dude that gets known for giving up the home run to Aaron Judge. That's something I could put on my baseball plaque when I retire. Great. Yeah, you coughed up. Oh, that's what people want to be remembered for, losing. No, look at Aaron Judge has got to earn this. He strikes out a bunch in the last bunch of days, which shows that, guess what? He sees a few strikes. It's not the other pitcher's job to immortalize Aaron Judge. Do you, you feel know? differently about the season if he only ties the record and not actually breaks it? Well, yeah, because he didn't break it. Mm. Does it not feel as historical then? I think he stinks. <laughs> okay. No, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal. Is and and it's a it's a much better all round season than Maris had in '61. Uh, it's it's he's having a remarkable year, a historic year. So and does if, the- and if, if he doesn't if he doesn't hit a home run in the next three games in Arlington, he will still hold or share the record for the most home runs by an American leaguer in a single season. Who had that in the pool at the beginning of the year? Let me give you the ESPN first take question. Does the MVP ride on Aaron Judge breaking the home run record? No, no, it does not. Uh, I will get to the MVP uh, question in the second part, because I do want to go over everything here. I do want to bring up the fact that Roger Maris's son, Roger Maris Jr., has been going to the interwebs and saying that they have to find a way to sort of break down the home run record, to sort of give the to create different categories for the home run record, because you know, he feels that there's a certain amount of cheating that went around that took away his father's yeah. record before. Fair. Um Look at I'll give Roger Maris Jr. a pass. It's his dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if my dad, I love my dad, may rest in peace. I love my dad to death. And if there was someone about to pass my father in the record books or something, I'd probably be very defensive about it too. So I I give Roger Maris Jr. a pass because Aaron Judge is one swing away from making Roger Maris uh, a very obscure trivia question. Also, his dad caught a lot of flack. People weren't rooting for him. Yankee fans weren't rooting for him in 61. They were rooting for Mantle to pass him. 
They got a tremendous amount of crap because Mantle was the great Yankee hero who was supposed to pass Ruth. And Maris was a bit of a mercenary who they acquired from Kansas City by way of Cleveland. And it no, 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 this is Mantle should do this, not Maris. And the two of them were neck and neck and neck and neck until Mantle got hurt. Surprise. And Maris passed him. And because the commissioner of baseball, Fort Frick, was a huge Ruth guy. In fact, he ghost wrote his autobiography. Mm. Uh, he created the asterisk to put next to Roger Maris's record which said, yes, he had 60 home runs, but he did it in 162 games, and Ruth is still the king. And so there was a lot of bitterness. And Maris had said his career would have been a lot more fun if he didn't hit the 61 home runs, if he just was a really good player, excellent defensive right fielder, who didn't have that one standout year. So I'm sure there was a lot of bitterness to how his dad had his home run record uh, in in 61, as opposed to the celebration of McGuire and Sosa, which and which, by the way, the Maris family followed them around and Maris hugged them. And there was all this love for the Maris family when he did that. Suddenly he's throwing that to the garbage. And I don't know, I give I give Maris Jr. a break because of that history. But that being said, the single-season home run champion is Barry Bonds. I can prove it in a court of law. And in, I've used this analogy before. You may personally not acknowledge it. Like, I don't acknowledge the Star Wars prequels or the Exorcist sequels. But they're, they're factually there. When I watch the Exorcist, I don't think, oh, then the sequel, that happens. No, in my mind, it didn't happen. But I can't say that Exorcist 2 didn't exist or the Star Wars prequels didn't exist. So you can acknowledge it or you can it can mean nothing to you, but it's real. Bonds is the home run king. And guess what? If if Judge does it home run does it home run the next three games, his dad's still in the record book for most home runs by an American leaguer in a single season. And it's no small feat. So I give him a, a pass, but let's end all the nonsense about who's the home run king or this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, it's okay to say Bonds has the record, and the record might be a little tainted. I think it's okay if it's tainted because at that time, everyone was tainted, and baseball allowed the taintedness. So let's start right there. And with Aaron Judge, I mean, well, let me go to Roger Maris, actually, because I feel bad for the son. Yes, you don't want Papa's record getting broken, because in all honesty, it's not like we're sitting around having Roger Maris conversations. Outside this home run chase for Aaron Judge, I quite literally haven't heard, I probably could count on one hand how many times I've heard Roger Maris's name in my lifetime, because not a lot of times we talk about Roger Maris. So I can see why the son doesn't want the record broken, but guess what? If Roger Maris didn't have this record, we would probably never talk about him ever in his career so at least he has something going for him in that standpoint and billy crystal directed a wonderful movie called 61 with an asterisk next to it oh did he about the home run champ home run chase it was an hbo film made in i think 2000 or 2001 i was so cynical when i saw it was being made this is gonna stink and uh, Barry Pepper, who's a wonderful actor from Saving Private Ryan and a bunch of other films, who looks exactly like Roger Maris. And Thomas Jane, who's a wonderful actor, has been in a thousand movies, who looks exactly like Mickey Mantle, played the two of them. And I was I had my nose up at it as a vanity project for Billy Crystal. It's a great movie. It's a really great movie about the home run chase, about Maris and Mantle's friendship, 
about what was going on there. And even though I know what happened, I got involved. This is kind of a lifelong Red Sox fan. By the end, I got a little tear in my eye when you see uh, Maris breaking the record. And and if you hadn't seen that film, it's about 20. It came out like 2000, 2001. And it's a it's a it's a pull your heartstrings film but it's less about the record and more about the friendship the very unlikely friendship where mickey mantle was this hard partying drinking womanizing guy and roger maris was this super straight-laced uh midwesterner who was new to the yankees relatively new to the yankees only his second year um it's a really good movie and uh you, you can't help if there's any truth to it uh, uh, you you can't help but have a lot of love and sympathy. And Billy Crystal, this comedian, was the director, and he has a blink and you you blink and you miss it cameo in the film too. Yeah, but, and if uh, the son is upset about the record. Maybe he could help make a sequel with Aaron Judge for the movie and keep his father's legacy tied toward the record. Sully, I don't know. I don't. Know. Let me tell you, if they made that, it is a surefire bet that they will win the Emmy Award for that. If you're going to make any bets, go to BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis. On every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games, events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. kibosh on your MVP discussion, but I want to talk about all the awards in segment two. So let's get right to the big one. Um, I think the fact that Judge has tied the record is enough to make the to make his case. I think the fact that his uh, his stat line on BaseballReference.com is just a full line of dark italic stats. Yeah. Um, uh, Shohei Otani is a very good pitcher and a very good hitter. Great. In in and Voltron that into the discussion of value. And do you what I wish that whoever invented this award called it player of the year and not most valuable player because it would have made this whole discussion a lot easier to do. But I digress. Um it's a philosophical thing and you and I have talked about it to death which is what's more valuable, a great hitter or a very good pitcher and a very good hitter in the same body. And I don't think you, I don't think either argument's wrong. And I think it takes a historic season to wrestle it away from Shohei Otani. And that's what we've got. <laughs> so I, that's why I give it to judge, but I do not. And this is not, this makes it sound like I'm trying to do a Johnny Cochran type rhyme here. Uh, I give it to judge, but I do not begrudge. Uh, anyone who says Otani. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, over the last 10 years, we've made up all these stats that tell you how much more valuable one guy is over the next, and 
all the value stats tell you Aaron Judge, you look at War, he's the best player by far in War. You look at WRC Plus, he's the best player in that. He could potentially win the Triple Crown. He currently doesn't lead an average, I believe, but he could still win the Triple Crown. He's tied the AL record. Every stat you could want, Aaron Judge owns. He's on the team with the best run differential in the American League. And look, I love Shohei Otani. He's probably a top five hitter and pitcher, which is just absolutely insane. But yeah. I do feel like your team record matters a little bit. Like his manager was fired at one point. His team did lose like 20 straight games. I feel like all that matters. While Aaron Judge, his team has been phenomenal all season. I feel like that offense needs Aaron Judge. I feel like you can't just swap the two and you get the same results if you're the Yankees. You need every one of those 61 home runs from Aaron Judge because I don't think that offense is really that high octane without Aaron Judge in that lineup and all those, you know, power home runs and doubles he had throughout the season. So I feel like if Aaron Judge is on the Yankees and you swap the two, I feel like the Yankees probably aren't as good with Shohei Otani, uh, to be honest, even though a lot of people try to make that argument. And I don't even like to do the hypothetical switch the two people argument because we don't live in that world, Sully. We don't. We can't live in the multiverse of madness like Doctor Strange. We can't do that, Sully. We only have this universe. So right now, with what we've seen from this year, I have to go with Aaron Judge over Shohei Otani for MVP. Yeah, and again, I for those of you who are throwing something at your uh, at the whatever you listen to me on, uh, keep in mind I'm not saying you're wrong if you decide to go with Otani. But here's one thing: I don't really like to look at the team record as much, but I will bring this up. When the Yankees were sputtering and they had that bad August that made people think, "Oh my God, are they going to blow the division lead? They're going to blow the division lead." What do you think Judge's OPS was in August? Probably still like 950, I bet. 1.091. Okay. even It was still over 1,000. When the Yankees were sputtering, he was still producing. Imagine if he went into a slump. They would have dropped those games. So not only was he the the statistic, whether you like – if you like traditional stats, great. If you like new sabermetric stats, guess what? We got them for you, too. And if you're looking about his effect on the team, if he sputtered at the same time the team sputtered, they probably would have fallen to second place. And so the fact that during the rough patch, he kept the team afloat and no one got to uh, – they never cut to within two games of him, despite how they didn't even win. They won one single series in the month of August. I think that's correct. One or two, one or the, but they didn't. They didn't have a good August. Mm-hmm. But Judge continued to produce. Again, Otani is the MVP until proven otherwise, in my opinion. And I think Judge proved otherwise. Yeah, I think they're one two, and I think that any if you said Otani, I'd say okay, I totally understand. I don't think it's going to be unanimous. I don't. No, but I think that I think Judge had the type of year that uh will would would make that make that exception and as always for me personally i have the cohen brothers rule if you've already won an award i'm not going to weep if you don't win multiple awards yeah and so. from just from the twitter community vibe it seems like most people are riding with otani for mvp but i do feel like there's also a value in a guy being 6'7", playing right field with a cannon, being able to throw out pretty much anybody on the base yeah. and being from right field and being able to throw it all the way home on a rope, on a dime. Like, that's a different level of value, too, because 
Otani does limit your lineup construction. Like, I'm not saying, like, having Otani in the lineup is a bad thing because he's one of the best players in baseball, of course, even from just a batting perspective. But he does limit what you can do in your lineup because he has to play the DH and he's not going to go out there and play the field. So does Otani get the consolation prize known as the Cy Young Award? You could make a case for Otani being the Cy Young Award winner. Uh, and let me just and and you could do that using uh, you, know, you can use new fa- you can use uh, can you, you use? know the sabermetrics world. He's mm. top three WAR. Uh, if you if you want to use more traditional stats, he's number four in the league in earned run average. Um, he's he's in almost every major category. Walks and hits per inning pitch. Hits per uh, hits per innings pitched. Um, you know, he leads the league in strikeouts per nine innings. If you still like wins, here's where I'm, I'm not a big, huge fan of using wins as a metric because so many factors go into it. But I will point out that he's two wins behind the league leader and he's doing it on a garbage team. Mm. The fact that the team has a losing record and he is only two wins behind the person who's going to lead the league in victories uh, almost makes me want to use that stat. Now, I personally, I don't know if I give it to Otani. Um, I think right now, my top three, Otani makes my top three. Mm. But uh, Verlander, I have on there. Um, and you got to, and, and the one I'm leaning towards is Alec Manoa of Toronto, who is, you know, and is only his second year. I, I put a lot, a lot, lot, of uh, value on innings pitched. And the fact that he leads the league in innings pitched, he almost has 200 innings pitched, um, has a super low ERA, has a great uh, strikeout to walk ratio, uh, and is the ace of a team that is a playoff team. Alec Manoa is my pick to win. He would be who I would vote for uh, as American League Cy Young Award winner. Wow, I would still probably go with Justin Verlander because I still feel like he's been the most dominant guy in the American League this year. I'm not confident in Otani even cracking the top five in Cy Young voting this season because the American League is going to be very tough. I have number two and number three pretty much tied. I have Manoa and Dylan Cease because I feel like Cease and Manoa pretty much have had like the same season this year. They've both been super dominant right next to each other in ERA. And then Otani, he's been super dominant this year, but the innings pitch is always going to be a killer for him, like you just mentioned. You love how Manoa has you love how Manoa has led the league in innings pitch has been a workhorse. Otani is a workhorse on the day he pitches. The thing is, he can't pitch every five days like a normal guy because he has to also be in the lineup, hitting you 40-plus home runs and driving in 100-plus RBIs throughout the season. So I don't think Otani might uh, – he could crack the top five in Cy Young voting. I don't think he'll crack the top three because you also got a guy in Framber Valdez in the Houston Astros who will probably be number four or five. He set the major league record, I think, this season for consecutive quality starts in a given year. So the American League Cy Young voting – the last two seasons has been super stacked. The candidates in the race, and I think it's just going to be another stacked year. Um, we look at that. Well, actually, I take that back. Last year, I don't think it was that stacked, but this year, I think the American League saw young race is very stacked. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. We'll have part two with Silly Baseball breaking down the rest of the American League awards and doing the National League awards as well. As always, thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. 
Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.